The word of the Lord from Romans chapter 8, verses 12 to 17. So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for the Gospel Proclamation comes from the Epistle of the Romans, which I read to you just a few seconds ago, and serves as the basis of our theme for the sixth Sunday after Pentecost. Free from the flesh. Debtors to the flesh? No way! We may have to live in this body, but the body does not have to live in us or enslave us anymore. Granted, we all come into the world with no choice as to the vehicle with which God chose to unite our souls. No doubt you, like me, find something about your body limiting and or compromised. Maybe you're too short, too skinny, too tall, too pleasantly plump, not as attractive as you want to be or so attractive no one is brave enough to muster up the courage to ask you on a date. Okay, I know that last one is not likely. But whatever your case may be, even though our fleshly dwelling has its limitations, those restrictions neither define us nor do they own us. Paul tells us, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, just how Satan will try to fool us with his nearly limitless arsenal at his fingertips. Galatians 5.19 says, now, the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgy and things like these. The believer in Christ who struggles with these temptations does not have to. Christ, whom you trust, has freed you from the obligation to pay homage to these appalling sins. You don't owe them anything. Break free from the chains that bind you and leave them behind. So if we don't have to, how do we leave them behind? Paul tells us the Holy Spirit is in you through word and sacrament. 
pushing the works of the flesh out. So there's only room for spiritual fruit. Galatians 5, 22 to 23 continues. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. When Satan tempts you with sexual immorality, take refuge in godly love. When impurity darkens your door, turn away for joy in the Lord. When sensuality sizes you up, rest in the peace of the Lord. When idols try to be your God, be patient with the shallowness of this world's desires. When sorcery waves its alluring wand, show kindness to the pagan with their false sense of spiritual security. When enmity and envy leads to division and strife, unite with the goodness of God's word. When jealousy leads to fits of anger, show the faithfulness of God and never let the sun go down on said anger. When rivalries lead to drunken dissension. Know that gentleness and self-control is from God, where no law shall overcome us. When Satan tries to grab us back from God's gracious care, there is no work of the flesh that can force us there. We are free indeed. That freedom means we no longer live as slaves of Satan, but rather by the blood of Christ as sons and daughters of our Father, God. Serving years ago as a vicar in Memphis, Tennessee, Marcy and I saw a lot of children with fathers missing from the home. It was a wonderful experience that may seem challenging to some, but we actually enjoyed it. Oh, there was that one time I was surrounded by some intimidating young men wondering what I was doing in their neighborhood. So I just told them. I was the vicar at the Lutheran church a couple of blocks away, and I was recruiting volunteers for VBS. As soon as I asked if they wanted to help, they begged off immediately and left me alone for the rest of the day. I learned that day, if you ever find people with enmity in their hearts toward you, just ask them to volunteer at church, and they will leave you alone instantly. Such were the challenges of Cross of Calvary Lutheran Church in Memphis, Tennessee over 20 years ago. And they met those challenges with word and sacrament for everyone they could in the community to give them a heavenly father in God. One little boy I remember well was Kadarius. He was one of the little boys in the neighborhood without a father in the home. His mother found Cross of Calvary and brought him to church with her every chance she got. But in spite of her valiant efforts, he was a bit of a rascal. Don't get me wrong. We always enjoyed his unbridled enthusiasm. But we also knew it'd be a long day keeping one eye on him at all times, watching for his wayward tendencies. He could lead his peers like a champ, but he could also disrupt like a little mischievous sprite. 
and we wanted him to come to church. So Kadarius was a challenge we readily accepted. One Sunday, one of our older, more traditional members caught Kadarius abounding with gusto right before worship was about to begin. Presuming him to be one of the many neighborhood kids that came in for free cookies and skedaddled once church had started, she didn't know he'd been baptized by my bishop that year when she said to him, Okay, boy, you had your cookies and juice. Time to go home. Worship is about to start, and we can't have your ruckus during church. Kadarius protested, saying, But this is my church, and I want to stay for worship. She was skeptical that he just wanted more cookies, so she pressed him. How do I know this is your church? Pointing at the banner with the names of all the children we baptized that year, he said, That's my name at the bottom. I'm Kadarius. Pastor Shiflet baptized me right here. When people don't recognize us as sons and daughters of God, our Heavenly Father never forgets who we are. And our baptism reminds us we are His forever. The world may not recognize us, but God always does. Pundits say many want to be relevant and a part of something bigger these days. The internet can quickly become the simulated place that gives us virtually all the relevance and attention we so desperately want in this world. But like many have discovered lately, that can be quickly canceled for even the greatest of influencers. Anonymous internet trolls can call for your head because you didn't follow the latest cultural trend to their daily changing satisfaction. The world often sees us on the outside of this world, unrecognizable and seemingly with no relevant purpose at all. Our songs are silly. Worship is boring. Why would we ever want to surrender the hedonistic lifestyle they so enjoy? And no doubt, we feel the inequitable treatment of society today asking ourselves, why do the anti-Godites get all the news and all we get is disdain? Why does good always seem to lose to triumphant evil? Why are the angry pacified and the peaceful persecuted? Because when we share in suffering, we receive more than the suffering will ever take away. The world doesn't share in suffering because they want no share in the ultimate suffering one. So their victory is now. Their riches have been conferred upon them and their glory bestowed in our witnessing. But they ignored the purpose of Jesus suffering for their sake and even worse, never believed in the virtue of suffering for Christ's sake. And not believing in it, they lost their joy of participating in it for the greater glory that would follow because of it.
Not so for those freed from the slavery of the flesh. Free because we saw Christ crucified on the cross for our sinful flesh. Free because we saw him raised from the dead in the flesh. Free because he ascended to his father's right hand victorious over the final punch our flesh gives us all, death. Because we are free, we have the gifts of Christ's Holy Spirit so we can suffer for him and share in his glory. Free to suffer for him. Freed by his glorious death and resurrection. Free from the flesh. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.